Hello, and welcome to another episode of Family Juggles, a podcast where we discuss all things family life and the juggling that is involved with the chaos. My name is Claudia, and I am your host, and joining me today is my daughter, Sophia. Hey! So Sophia is joining me today because we have gotten requests in the past about uh, talking about celiacs, and Sophia is diagnosed with celiacs, and recently we got a request asking if we could talk about how we travel with a child with celiac disease. So I figured it would be good to have her on so we could get her perspective. So for those of you that don't know, we have three children, two out of the three, who have an autoimmune disease. Uh, Alex has a growth hormone deficiency and Sophia has celiac disease. Sophie, can you tell us what celiac is? So basically, I'm allergic to gluten, so I can't have wheat, soy, bread, stuff like that. Yeah, so no pasta. Do you remember how old you were when you got diagnosed? Seven. Yes, the magic seven. (laughs) So I'm sure a lot of you are wondering, well, how do you know that she had celiacs? And honestly, we didn't. I had heard of celiacs and I knew a couple of people who had it, but I didn't automatically say, oh, you know, I think she has celiacs. So what we did notice, though, is that around seven years old, she started losing a lot of weight. And she used to be not chubby, but she had the baby fat. And then all of a sudden, she just became very thin. And we had just moved from the Austin area to the Houston area. So we thought maybe the move had affected her and she was sad and maybe not eating. (laughs) But we also noticed that she stopped growing. And because we already had one child who didn't grow We kind of knew, hey, something's going on. She hasn't been outgrowing her clothes. And because that's genetic, I figured I could get her tested for that to see if she had the same thing that Alex had. So we took her to the doctor and they tested her for growth hormone deficiency and it came back negative. However, there were markers for an elevated like blood thing that was an indicator for celiacs. So they wanted us to get her tested because celiacs can also affect whether you gain weight and whether you grow or not. The only way to confirm celiacs is if they go in and take a small sample of your small intestines. They have to basically cut it out and then they put it under a microscope. They test it to see if it has celiacs or not. So at seven years old, we had to decide if we wanted to get her tested. Basically, you have to put her under. And we thought about it and we decided that we wanted to know because it wouldn't be worth us making these huge lifestyle changes if she didn't even have celiacs. So we went ahead and did it and she definitely had celiacs. So what does this mean for us? Basically, our whole world changed after that diagnosis. (laughs) Yep. It was, I mean, before, what, do you remember what your favorite foods were? No. (laughs) Okay, so she was seven, so she loved, she loved spaghetti. Oh, yeah. She loved mac and cheese, Mm -hmm. the donuts, basically everything she couldn't have. (laughs) Yeah. So it was rough. I'm not even gonna lie. It was very hard for her. It was hard for us. Very overwhelming. So when we got the diagnoses, You know, they basically tell you, you need a new kitchen, you know, like you can't cook in the same oven, 
you can't use the same toaster, you can't use the same pans and pots. And it was completely overwhelming. And you just kept second guessing yourself every single time. Like, does this have gluten? What is gluten? You just don't even know. And the hardest part really at seven years old is explaining to her like, hey, I know you really used to like mac and cheese, but now you can't have it. So here we are seven years later, and I feel like we've gotten a lot better. And you kind of understand why we're doing what we're doing, right? Yeah. And she's actually really good about what she eats, you know? Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about what happens to you if you eat gluten? Okay. Well, it depends. Like if I eat a small amount, then nothing too major will happen to me. But if if I eat a lot, then I will throw up. And I feel like gluten makes me very sleepy. So if I were to eat it, I would like pass out. Not like pass out, but like fall asleep. (laughs) And then my stomach would hurt and I would get a headache. Yeah. So, and I think that the, you know, symptoms kind of vary from person to person. And I know you have a lot of skin issues too because of the celiacs. In the winter, she has eczema, so her skin gets kind of dry and red. And in the summer, uh, she's super sensitive to the sun, which are all symptoms of celiacs. So just your skin. And there's all sorts of things like brittle hair or hair that breaks easily. I don't know if you have that, though. Do you? I mean... I wouldn't say breaks, but it, like, falls out. Well, like, I, ever- I feel like that's normal, though. No. I don't really know. Yeah, I think everyone loses hair. Anyway, from the time that we... So let me kind of explain how celiacs works. So in a normal person, whenever you eat whatever, your stomach has kind of these finger-like tentacles, if you will, that absorb the nutrients whenever you eat. And this is what makes you gain weight. This is what makes you grow. This is what gives you your nutrients. This is what nourishes your body. So a person with celiacs is whenever you eat something that has gluten, the tentacles kind of become like a wall. So they do not absorb any of the nutrients. They go straight through your body. So this can cause you to lose weight. It can cause you not to grow because you're not getting the nutrients that your body needs. So that's kind of how it was explained to us. And we tried really, really hard to get everything, you know, gluten-free. And then we would go back and get tested and they would still find traces of gluten in her system. And it was just a learning process because... Some things that I thought were gluten-free, like I had bought her like the Rice Krispies and they have malt, which malt has gluten. How do you even know that, you know? So super just marshmallows, some marshmallows have gluten, the bouillon. So us Mexican families that put bouillon in everything, she has to have gluten-free bouillon or chicken broth or beef broth because the bouillon has gluten. So there's so many things that she cannot eat. What do you miss the most, Sophie? Probably the pastries, donuts, and croissants. How do the gluten-free pastries taste? I mean, I guess it depends on what it is, but I've not found one good gluten-free donut. That's depressing. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they do, I mean, and they're getting so much better about offering gluten-free variety and also gluten-free restaurants. And, you know, but I don't think even the pasta looks different. A lot of it is rice noodles. So a lot of it is just not the same. But I think at this point, you've been gluten-free half your life. Yeah. You don't even remember what gluten, gluten tastes like. Okay, so... We kind of talked about how we found out that she had celiacs. The cure, I mean, the cure literally is for you not to eat gluten. Like she doesn't have to take any medication, nothing like that. In order for her to be well, she just has to not eat gluten. They do recommend that she has her own toaster, obviously, to toast her gluten-free bread. They do recommend that if we're going to put anything in the oven that is gluten-free that or with gluten, is to wait an hour in between oven runs. So let's say we wanted to make her a gluten-free pizza. We would have to make either her pizza first, or if we make our pizza, we have to wait an hour before we can put hers in. So just kind of crazy. A lot of little things. They recommended she have her own plates and cups and cooking pots and stuff. And at the beginning, we did do that. And now she has her dedicated plates and stuff. But for the pots, like sometimes I make the meat or whatever in one pot and then I just wash it. So we try our very best. Are we 100% sure that she's not getting any gluten through cross-contamination? I'm not sure. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. We just do the best that we can. Um, When we travel things do you get eating out in general you don't really know what's going back in the kitchen you don't know so that is tricky and at the beginning we were really hesitant to eat out just because we didn't know what was happening in the back a lot of the times you have to ask a chef to switch out their gloves if they use something touch something that had bread and then they're making her meal. We have to say, hey, she has an allergy. Can you please switch out your gloves or things like that? So it was it was kind of a pain in the butt. And now, like, we know that there are certain restaurants that she can eat. She can have chicken wings. So she loves Wingstop. If we go somewhere, she usually, like, her go-to really is burger, a burger with fries. But we have to just tell them no bread. Some restaurants have dedicated gluten-free kitchens. What is that pizza place called? That Mellow Mushroom? Yeah. So they have like a whole separate kitchen where they prepare gluten-free crust and things like that. A lot of Italian restaurants will also offer gluten-free options. Even some pizza places have gluten-free crust. What is your favorite restaurant to eat at? I like Jason's Deli. Jason's Deli has gluten-free nuggets. You like Chick-fil-A. Oh, so I also like Chick-fil-A, yeah. From Chick-fil-A, she likes the grilled chicken nuggets, and she can have their fries. So really, it's just kind of a matter of looking into it, and then once you know what she what you can eat, it becomes easier, and then she has her go-to meals now. What is your favorite meal that we make at home that is gluten-free? I like when you make enchiladas and the meat taco things with the cheese 
Oh, the taco. So that's just a corn tortilla with grilled steak and cheese in it. Yeah, I also like when you make... What was I going to say? You, oh, crispy tacos and barbecue chicken. You like the chicken shawarma. Oh, yeah. yeah I also do like chicken shawarma. So really, I, I mean, it's a lot of healthy food because she can have any vegetables. She can have any fruit. She can have any meat, really, as long as we don't mix it with bread or anything like that. Um, but really what she's staying away from is carbs, no pasta, no pastries. And that's all the stuff that's really not even that good for you. So she, I mean, I can get it, you know, I get it as a kid, you miss your mac and cheese, you miss your ramen, but she does, she does pretty well trying to find what she likes. She loves baked potatoes, which are Mm gluten-free. I think the hardest thing is probably the desserts because it's not, yeah. not all that. I mean, that. I like ice cream. Then. Ice cream is pretty gluten-free except cookies and cream. Yeah, so ice cream is good as long as it's not mixed with anything that has... When they start mixing things, that's kind of when it becomes, okay, does whatever they mixed it with, does it have gluten? So let's talk about like birthday parties for a little bit. So when she was young, she would get invited to a birthday party. And I was like, what is she going to eat? Because a lot of the time kids' birthday parties are pizza and pasta, hot dogs, hamburgers, you know. So now we know that we just have to tell them, hey, no bun on her burger or no bun on the hot dog. But for a while, we're like, do we just bring our own bun? Do we bring our own food? Like, what, what do we do? So... Now, what do you do at birthday parties? Well, I can I like stand up for myself whenever they try to offer me a burger or a hot dog with a bun. I was like, oh, can I just get a different one because I can't have bread? Like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I need a new one. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's challenging. I think at this point, we're just so used to it that we know. But, you know, for someone who just got diagnosed... It does get easier. I mean, is your child going to have a hard time at the beginning? Absolutely. Is the parent going to have a hard time at the beginning? Yes. But the more you do it, the more aware you become of what ingredients actually have gluten. And just the more you just become more in tune with things that have gluten. And you start learning, okay, she can have this or he can have this, this place we can't eat at. So you just have to make make your decisions that way but it's hard okay so let's you know traveling with someone who has celiacs for example our last flight they handed out snacks right and they Mm -hmm. all pretty much were had gluten they're pretzel mix was there anything you could eat um there was fruit snacks fruit snacks so she could have some fruit she can't have the things that surprised me the most that had gluten gummy bears Rice Krispies, like it's rice, you know. <laughs> I would I, have you been surprised by anything that has gluten that you're like, what? I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I'm probably, sure. yeah, yeah. Some things that you wouldn't think have gluten have gluten, so it's kind of weird. But anyway, so what I would suggest is if you're traveling with someone who has uh, celiacs, especially a younger child, or is pack your own snacks, you know. They have gluten-free goldfish that Sophie doesn't like. They have gluten-free pretzels that Sophie doesn't like. It's because they're too salty. What are, what are your favorite gluten-free snacks? I like rice cakes. I 
like the Welch's fruit snacks. I like string cheese. I like chips. Um, what else do I like? Um, do you like fruit? Oh yeah, I like fruit. Um, so for the rice cakes, um, they kind of have to be like homemade rice cakes. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like, what are you talking treats. about? For Rice Krispie Treats, so one thing that we've done is made Rice Krispie Treats with Fruity Pebbles, because Fruity Pebbles are gluten-free, and those are pretty good. They're really good. Yeah. Rice Cakes, she does eat a lot of... I'm trying to think what else we, like, give you for snacks. Applesauce, yogurt. She she also is lactose intolerant. <laughs> it's which, okay i don't care which doesn't yolo doesn't help her situation but yeah she likes a lot of cheese actually for someone who's lactose <laughs> yeah she puts so much cheese she loves tostadas too oh, yeah. which are kind of essentially like bean and cheese nachos she does eat a lot of beans um yeah and and i do actually have to make two meals um whenever i cook so for example if we make spaghetti i will i i can do the meat and the sauce together but then i have to boil her gluten-free noodles and then regular noodles separately um what other thing would require me to make two meals when you make chicken peas and rice and crispy taco i mean zucchini and rice well that's just because you don't like it yeah you could totally eat that but like still it's Yeah, so out of all three kids, she's the most limited on what she can eat, and she's also the most picky. (laughs) The other two will pretty much eat whatever, and Sophia, one, can't have, like, half the food, right? And then on top of that, she cuts it down even more because (laughs) she doesn't like anything, or she doesn't want to try anything, which is a little frustrating because she pretty much has the same meals on rotation that she likes. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, you can get, you can get creative and just start. I mean, it's like I said, it's come a long way. They have gluten-free bread. So she'll do sandwiches. She'll do shredded chicken in her sandwich. Oh, gluten-free mozzarella sticks. Yum. Oh yeah. So H-E-B actually has, so H-E-B is like our local grocery store. And they have a little gluten-free section that has frozen food that's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think your favorite are the – she the you like the corn dogs too? Oh, yeah. I like the corn dogs. I love, 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 love mozzarella sticks. And I was just thinking about it before we got them at the store. I was like, oh, my God, I haven't had mozzarella sticks in forever, and I really like them. And then when we got to the store like, a couple days later, I was like, oh, my gosh. They have them. One thing is that gluten-free food is terribly expensive, (laughs) like so expensive. You can get, let's say, a DiGiorno regular pizza for like $6, but the gluten-free pizza is $12. Gluten-free bread is like $7. Your mozzarella sticks are like $8. So everything is ridiculously priced for the gluten-free stuff. Walmart actually has a good little gluten-free section. They sell gluten-free pasta sides. They also sell like hamburger helper type thing that's gluten-free. And those are, you know, moderately priced, I think. They have gluten-free oatmeal. 
Because you like oatmeal. Oh, yeah, I do like oatmeal. As far as cereal, what's your favorite cereal? I like Cheerios and Fruity Pebbles, but I don't really eat cereal a lot. Yeah, so Cheerios, pretty much everything they have is gluten-free. Have you tried their pumpkin spice Cheerios? I think last year, and I don't remember if I liked it or not. Okay. But I love fall, so maybe I will try them. Yeah, so, yeah, she loves Honey Nut Cheerios. She can have eggs and bacon and all that. So really, once you know what you like that's gluten-free and what you can have and can't have, it becomes easier. Is it still a challenge? Yes, but it doesn't feel as overwhelming as it did when we were first diagnosed. Because I remember at the beginning thinking, oh my gosh, this child's going to die (laughs) because there's no way, there's no way we can do this. And we even talked about becoming a gluten-free family just because it would be easier. But ultimately, we decided that we weren't going to do that. (laughs) It was just too hard. But yeah, no, she's a trooper. She's She's still pretty tiny for her age. And I think a lot of it has to do with the celiacs. I I mean, I didn't expect her to be super gigantic since we're not, you know, giants, (laughs) but she is rather, rather small, which Mm -hmm. is, again, not uncommon for someone with celiacs, but it's totally doable. You can do it. It gets easier. Try not to feel completely overwhelmed. At the beginning, we did use a lot of apps. So they have certain apps. I think it's called the gluten-free scanner where you can scan the barcode of anything in the grocery store and they'll tell you, yes, it's gluten-free or may contain gluten or no, it has gluten. And what I found with the app, while it was kind of helpful, I found that a lot of the times it would say may contain gluten. So I'm like, what the heck? Wasn't that helpful at the end. But if you do shop, some grocery stores have little tags where it says the price. It will say certified gluten-free or things like that. So that's always helpful. But yeah, I mean, just think think about like a super healthy diet. That's what they're on. So just kind of work with that. And again, when you're traveling, especially when we travel with the kids, we like to get an Airbnb just because it, it gives us more space. Everyone kind of has their own area. We can cook our meals at home, which makes it easier when we have to cook for the kids and Sophia. So we will do a grocery run and make sure that she has plenty of snacks and you can pick the snacks so you know that they're gluten-free. If we do go out to eat, we make sure that she orders something that doesn't have gluten. So if she's going to order pasta, we make sure it's gluten-free pasta or she's going to order a burger, which is usually what she orders wherever we go. We'll just say just the meat and the cheese. She can eat steak and things like that. So sometimes she'll order like steak. Can you travel with celiacs? Absolutely. Those would just be my recommendations. If you have an area where you can cook, buy the majority of your meals and your snacks there. That doesn't mean you can't go out to eat. That doesn't mean you can't grab snacks. You just have to be a little bit more cognizant about what you're ordering. Sophie, do you have anything that you want to add? Uh, No, I think you pretty much covered it. Oh, there are really good gluten-free restaurants that serve pancakes, and I love pancakes. Like a lot. Yeah, she, we've, we've tried to make our own pancakes. <laughs> the first batch was good. Yeah, but then I deleted the recipe because I didn't think I needed it be- anymore. 
And then you needed it and again. And then I needed it and I couldn't find it. So I used another recipe and it was bad. Yeah. So <laughs> so if you find something good that you like, save your <laughs> recipe because the odds of you finding it again are going to be impossible. This is just one of the things that we juggle with. Like I said, we do have two children that have a autoimmune disease. So... It's just part of our routine now, and it's so second nature at this point that we don't even think about it. And I know that some people that are just diagnosed, you're not there yet, but you will get there. We're seven years in, and it is way easier now than it was when we were first diagnosed. So again, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Um, Instagram is probably the best bet. You can just send a message there. I also love reading your comments and your suggestions and just what you want us to talk about. It's really encouraging that you guys are listening. And I hope this helped. And as usual, don't struggle with the juggle. Till next time.